Welcome to the Open Headspace Podcast, where we strive to expose the unspoken, normalize vulnerability, and explore controversial questions while a mindful relationship with Jesus. I'm Noelle. And I am McKenna. Welcome back to the Open <coughs> Headspace Podcast. We are going back to a weekly schedule, hopefully as of June 10th. <laughs> June 10th, 2.0. June 10th, 2.0. <laughs> it will always be June 10th. It's a Groundhog situation. <coughs> Ground we are full-fledged into summer at this point. Yeet. The summer solstice, wasn't that like on Sunday? Yeah, yeah it, was it was on Sunday. It was on Father's Day, day yeah. which is so cool. Yeah. So, yeah. That was Monday. Pretty odd. Awesome. Wait, what? It was Monday. It was Monday. Yeah. I told one of my students on Monday. And they were like, no, it was on Sunday. And I'm like, I, I told somebody two months ago I thought it was today. I'm confused. Yep. Anyway, you so yeah, confusion? we're officially in summer. And then I read somebody say we're halfway through summer. So I don't I don't know what's going on anymore. But we're in summer. Woo. That means you're off school. Woo. That means life's still busy, but we want to keep doing this. So Yeah, we do. I feel like I interrupted something, though. Oh, yeah. I have a very important question for you today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just appreciate how that was worded. I interrupted something. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What did I interrupt? Um, I have a very important question for you, McKenna. Okay, what is your very important question? What kind of car does Jesus drive? I have to think this one through because I I heard it's not not a Honda Accord. No. Because that one is the one that's joked about with the disciples. No, that's the disciples because they all came in one Accord. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I love that one. What car would Jesus drive? Kia Soul? No, a Chrysler. Ah, I should have guessed that. Merry Christmas. Merry Merry Christmas. Okay, that's good to know. I'm glad to know that Jesus drove a Chrysler. Yes. 2020 Jesus. 2020 Jesus would drive a Chrysler. Yeah, that makes sense. And all the disciples would drive Accords. <laughs> or just one giant Accord. One Accord, definitely one Accord. Because <laughs> they all drove in one Accord. So. Yes, ma'am, Unless they, they were all each driving in one Accord. No, Interpretation had, of text. They could have all one type, one specific color, just one exact model of an Accord. Yeah, they right. all have the same one. <laughs> the exact same, yeah, like one Accord. <laughs> the exact, exact same, same model. Same yeah. All red 2013 Honda Accords. <laughs> well, that was very specific. <laughs> Two owners, one dent. Let's go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, thank you for that. I you're... appreciate now knowing something more about my Lord and Savior. <laughs> you're welcome. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> the look on your face is definitely more like, um, what? <laughs> the future youth pastor has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so that, I think... That wraps it up for yeah. this segment, but we'll move on to... Welcome uh, back. We'll move on to the next one, and welcome, yeah. welcome back to the weekly schedule. Right. So we will be here with a fun topic in just a minute. Welcome back. (laughs) So our topic for today is one that we actually wanted to talk about since the beginning of this podcast, believe it or not. It was the second idea that we had had. It was like Mm -hmm. boundaries and then codependency, which is something that I'm going to basically be learning here because I've heard the word. I know that I've experienced whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But I'm not really sure I have a definition of it or an understanding. And I remember you've talked a lot about having a pretty decent understanding of the concept because you've experienced it. Yeah, it's, it's one of the core things that I work on in therapy. Right. Wee. So is it like an experience or is it, uh, how would you define, like, what is codependency? I think it's a tendency and also a symptom that leads to other kind of mental issues and disorders. Okay, a tendency and a symptom to uh, mental illness, disorders, whatever you want to call it. That's a good way of putting um, that. Hold on, I'm grabbing my notes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tendency <coughs> Excuse me, and... Cool. 
symptom. Symptom, yeah. To other disorders. Because it tells you that you don't feel like you are worthy enough to have beliefs, needs, or values. Hold on. That's, that is, do I type it right? <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, say that again, dude. Uh, codependency tells you that you don't deserve to have belief, needs, or values. Wow. Needs, beliefs, and values. That's mm-hmm. deep. That cuts. That's oh. deep. Oh yeah, it does. <laughs> okay, so how would you give me an example of where you would see? Is there like specific applications, like an example of codependency where you don't feel like you can have needs? Yeah. So um, specifically, this is where I struggle. It's also a lot of twos deal with this too because we serve a lot, and so because we serve a lot, we want to be needed and wanted and loved, mm-hmm. and so in order to serve, sometimes we feel like it's not okay for us to have needs because then we won't be wanted or needed or loved. Right. Um. So for me. Um, it comes down to not ha- having issues accepting things from other people's like, like gifts and mm-hmm. people paying for things. I have somebody in my life who will not let me pay for anything when we go out. Wow. It sucks. Well, actually, no, it's great. I, it, it doesn't <laughs> suck. It doesn't suck. <laughs> it's great. I'm not complaining. I love it. Um, it sucks in the sense that it challenges you to address that part of yourself, which is a really, really good thing. Mm-hmm. It's just hard. It's just hard. <laughs> yeah, and he won't let me do it. It's a whole thing. He will not let me pay for anything when we're out. Even like coffee. He'll just be like, nope, what are you trying to do? Why are you reaching for your wallet? And he'll be like, <laughs> Dude, I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey. Yeah. Okay. So you don't feel like you deserve to have any. That's a really good example mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. What about beliefs? That one sounds like mm-hmm. heavy. So it is heavy. I don't really tend to deal with this one too often mm-hmm. anymore. I used to. It's where it's, it's it, it kind of tends to be like with children and parents mm-hmm. or if you're in a toxic relationship. Um, if you are enmeshed with somebody, their beliefs become your own Ooh, without without you um, realizing or knowing it. And then you don't realize that you don't have values or beliefs on your own. You almost become a mirror to them. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Because you're codependent means you're dependent on the other person. Do you? I think I might have heard this <clears> before, but correct me if I'm wrong. You mirror them to maintain some level of peace because their sanity becomes yours. Yes. So if they're, if you can't say something that contradicts what they believe, they're shaken, which shakes you. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's this, and that's what you mean by enmeshment, is this interlocking kind of well-being. Mm-hmm. Where your well-being is an exact replication of another person's well-being so you become almost not not a slave but mm-hmm. like a slave to their temperament pretty much yeah okay whether or not it's overt yes so enmeshed define that word for me uh it, the, the, can uh, I google it you can google it okay. <clears throat> excuse me i have a problem with that to me enmeshment oh i want to hear what it means to you never mind no google me. oh okay <laughs> i was like you could google the definition but to me enmeshment means that two people who should not become one Mm-hmm. Meaning outside of marriage or um, parent and child or friends, yeah. anything outside of marriage. And marriage, you should be two people becoming one, but also independent at the same time. Right. That's a conversation we'll get into. That's another good. conversation. But um, enmeshment is two people become one and then you don't get to be independent. Okay. So no independent. Ooh. Which, yeah, independent, codependent sound like very opposite things. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's a <clears throat> difference between being healthily well there's bonding mm-hmm. which is something that is healthy like as a kid you are you need to be bonded but you're bonded to your parents yeah but that is something that eventually changes so it, it becomes enmeshment when that is proliferated and proliferated that's not the word mm-hmm. extended beyond yeah. its life yeah so have you heard of like a toxic mother-in-law who won't let their sons go when they get yes. married yes 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 that's a that's an example of enmeshment 
Okay. Because they won't let their son go. That's their baby, and they focus so hard on right. their son's decision and in his relationship and marriage uh, and children yeah. and that kind of thing. That's because the mom's been enmeshed. Usually, right. it's because, and I saw this on a TikTok one day, um, because the 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 mom and the dad they don't have too close of a relationship. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah, yeah. read something on this. Because the mom and the dad need to be on a level of intimacy that should never be happening with a child, and that is exactly what happens with the mom and the child. Yeah. Okay, so then in that situation, the codependent person would would be the mother? Uh, I would believe it would be the, the son. Okay, because the, there's a, a lack of boundary setting mm-hmm. in that sense. Yes. And the controlling end of the codependency, there's always at least one There's always one controller, whether okay. they know it or not. Wow. Okay, so there's the... How would you call that? The codependent? The codependent I mean, and... The controller. Which would be more of like a subconscious or... Conscious, um, yeah. Okay. And I'm sure to give some credit to the other end of the the controller, basically, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that it comes from a place of hurt. Usually it's not like a psychopathic tendency. No, usually it's hurt people hurt people and they don't know and they don't realize it's happening. That's a good way of putting that. Usually. Okay. Um, okay, so the, the, before we get to the values one, marriage and enmeshment, that's that's an interesting one because I think you're totally right that that relationship, it does seem Did different. You, so I wonder if the word for that would be different than enmeshment. Maybe. Because, you know, you do have a marriage where it's like two people become one. It's not the word for marriage. I wouldn't I wouldn't call it enmeshment. Mm-hmm. What well, was that another kind of bond then? It is. I don't know what I don't know what bond you would call it, but it is a diff- typical like you know biblical two people become mm-hmm. one, but they're independent on their own ways. Yeah, they're they're individual human beings who are operating on one team. Operating on one team. That's a good way of putting that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would almost consider that a bond, but I can see how a marital relationship could become enmeshed. It could if become you're not very careful. quickly if like somebody when you start becomes treating abusive. your partner as your therapist, or if one person becomes more controlling than the other. Yeah, so... Mm, it becomes not fun. It's a vulnerable situation in the sense that there's possibility for it to go wrong, but that's with any relationship. That's with any relationship. It needs to have a balance. Yeah, yeah, balance. Ooh, that's good. Okay. Yeah. So bond versus enmeshment. Okay, so then give me an example on values. Is that similar to it's beliefs? It's very similar to beliefs. One person's value is to become your own and that you don't... And you don't realize it's happening until you until it's too late, typically. Right. Um, but it's like someone else's values, like political beliefs or anything like that. If you live in a family and you don't believe what their political beliefs, eventually they become your own in that you don't want them to be, but they mm-hmm. do. Ooh, you could probably also see values in terms of priorities. Too. And priorities as well, yes. So if you feel like you're expected to like comply or expected to do something mm-hmm. that you feel like you don't want to do to an extreme degree or that goes against something or like mm-hmm. you feel convicted against, but you feel like... Not inclined in a positive way, but required. it's a typical parent living vicariously through their child and wanting their child to do things. Mm-hmm. Do okay. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. These beliefs and values, a lot of big definition words going on right now. We. <laughs> so this is something that it it ends up being a result of something on both people's ends. Yes. So there's the controller that has been hurt to some degree Mm -hmm. and feels the need to establish control by Mm -hmm. exerting it over someone else exactly what is usually the result or the cause for the person who allows that to be the case um well for me it's years of trauma Mm. (laughs) uh it's called i had is it's a symptom for ptsd one of them Mm -hmm. so ptsd is a 
is the bigger outcome. So trauma is one thing. Um, it could be a negative self-esteem that causes it on our end. Because most people don't really realize it's happening until it happens. Mm-hmm. So it could be a negative self-esteem. It could be depression could cause it, um, whether you know it or not. It doesn't even have to be that other person's fault. You could just feel like you're inferior for no reason. Okay. Um, or anxiety it could be anxiety caused. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wonder, looking at all of these, I feel like they're probably, I mean, they're probably connected, but I don't know how. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's interesting. Does there have to be a certain order in which it happens where like one person, it starts with the controller and then the other person flies? Or is it like it happens at the same time? It doesn't really have an order, I don't think. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, this I'm just speaking from my experiences. Everybody's experiences are different. Mm-hmm. Um... I think because I don't I've I've been codependent for as long as I can remember mm. <laughs> because trauma started as long as I can remember. Got it. Um, this is why it's complex. <laughs> oh, I just realized. What if it's a control issue on both ends? Mm-hmm. One issue, one person's <clears throat> response to not having control is establishing it over somebody, and the mm-hmm. other person's response is complying because to maintain peace you... is to just allow somebody else to mm-hmm. have control because they want it. Yeah, it's your way to control a situation. Mm. Yeah gaining control because i will tell you if allowed to i do have control issues if i'm allowed I've, yeah yep doesn't everybody honestly yeah I mean, seriously human sickness <laughs> I, get, I get it with my brothers all the time they'll be like what is the remote and i was like no i must have the remote <laughs> and they're like boo why i do the same thing i was like no must have remote right so if you as <laughs> someone who is inspired. dealing with codependency could have be on both ends of the spectrum in yes that sense. exactly it's not like your only response ever we're complicated humans <laughs> yes however to people that they feel like are people that have to be codependent towards Got they will not control it. but so they you start to see people in terms of like are you and this sounds weird inferior versus inferior superior kind of thing kind, or kind of without the like condescending like yeah. you are less than me but like seeing a power difference yes yes if there's a power difference like with close friends i get really codependent with because i see them as higher than myself interesting Mm -hmm. oh my goodness and also i have a fear that my friends will leave me and i know you won't it's a fear and a no it's untrue yeah that my friends will leave me depending on how open or honest Mm. i get i'm gonna use a word that i read in a book about people fear of abandonment yep i do have a fear of abandonment i have an anxious (gasps) attachment in the style oh my goodness i just connected a dot (laughs) yeah yeah there's this book i read it's called captivating it's about Mm. the heart of a woman and of course there's one for it's so good please read it there's also one for men it's called wild at heart it's really good i read both (laughs) (laughs) um so anyways the one about that goes into detail on men and women Mm -hmm. in um captivating but one portion it says is the core fears of both mm-hmm. um and women's is fear of abandonment and mm-hmm. man's is fear of failure and you see that to that fear there's this two-part reaction mm-hmm. and for a woman taking her example there's jumping into passivity and there's jumping into control active mm-hmm. so a controlling woman versus someone who is passive yep and those sound like responses, like these two responses. And that isn't mm-hmm. to say that this is strictly a feminine disease. By no, 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 no. Guys can be codependent, too. But I'm using the woman example because yeah. fear of abandonment totally ties into with these specific behaviors. So I wonder, mm-hmm. is this more common in women? I feel like it would be. Okay. Yeah. Um, as far as I've seen with people I've talked to in church and just in mm-hmm. general, I see it a lot in women. But I don't know if it, it's not strictly women, of course, guys yeah. can deal with yeah. it, too. Um, cause I, I, I know somebody who's a guy who has some tendency to do this mm-hmm. kind of thing too, which is fine. We we're working on it. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a fear of attach a fear of abandonment and mm-hmm. it's called 
fancy word is a anxious attachment style. Yes, and attachment style is something I've been reading up on recently, so that's interesting. <laughs> we should do um, attachment styles one day. Ah, let me get the list. <laughs> um, oh my goodness, I'm excited. I have for that. one of those. We could talk about how to have a relationship with people in different each style. Oh, yeah, because we can't. Yeah, ooh, okay, that's so good. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> got really excited. Yeah, no, it's. Um, whole thing and that that makes sense too because anxious anxious attachment style that's established at a young age Mm -hmm. with regard to like parents parental role i mean not role sorry parental relationship and the trauma that happens during that phase Mm -hmm. of your life so Mm -hmm. it would make a lot of sense that those all seem to stem from a relationship a bonded relationship that just kind of goes wrong yep and then you learn something from that the way i need to respond in relationships that and like simulate this in terms of closeness Mm -hmm. i need to respond this way and that is codependency Indeed. Wow. Uh-huh. Dude. Okay. Yeah. Um, I had another question. I, I have another answer. I have a whole graph and I'm so happy. Oh, it's not a graph. It's just a note. A thing. list, but it's organized in my head. Okay. Um, oh, I was going to inspire like an open-ended, like, give me some stories kind of thing. Okay. So, you said you've experienced this for a long time. Yep. And that you have a decent understanding of it. Yep. Do you have any thoughts on that then? Um, like, over the course of your life, how have you... Well, the way that it shows up is constantly saying sorry all the time. Ooh, that's one of the behaviors of... Got it. Okay. Yep, and you've noticed that. I do it too, so I'm, <laughs> I'm not shaming you. you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right. Um, or it's the feeling the need to explain myself when I do mm. things that I want to do. Right. Um, so I, I call, I have a human that I call on a regular basis to when I go to and from work, just driving, just because it's fun to talk to people rather than just mm-hmm. driving with music right. or listen to podcasts. And I'll be like, I'm calling you because I go into work and I just want to talk to you. And she'll be like, you don't need to explain yourself every time we talk on the phone. Yeah. But I go, I'm sorry, I just didn't know if I interrupted anything. And I go on like a whole thing. And she goes, stop it. I answered the phone for a reason. Chill out. This is why you need an eight in your life. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, this, this particular person is an eight. <laughs> Wow, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, there's this constant apologizing for your existence almost. Yes. Yep. Man. Constant apologizing for existence. Wow. Or, like, um, how else do I explain it? It's just feeling the need to explain the things that I do when I do them. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like some the things that I do are not valid enough. Mm-hmm. The things that I want to do right. aren't cause for validation. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Because it almost feels like you have to check in with the whatever authority it might be. Mm-hmm. It, it becomes everybody eventually because it's, you, it's everybody you, you learn point. that with people. But, like, you have to be like, is this okay? Is this okay? Is this? Am I allowed to? Am I allowed to do this? Because I know. And sometimes it's like thinking my free time is not my free time. It's actually this person's free time to be right. like, let's hang out this time. So, for me, it was really hard, especially with something that I really want to do, which is join the our church's softball league, mm-hmm. which I'm really excited about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> so cool. But I was just like, there's a particular person I've been spending a lot of time with recently, and we'll probably talk about it later on. I have to make sure it's okay if I talk with the person. Anyway, I was just like, I'm <laughs> going to join the church's softball team. Is that okay? I know it takes up a lot of time, but we hang out on a different day anyway. So I was just like, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. He's like, chill. If you want to do it, just, just do it. I'll watch you in the stands. And I was like, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I can imagine the the typical more forceful response to something like this would be like, well, just stop. But it mm-hmm. seems like that answer doesn't get to it. No, you because need... it's a it's a deep tendency. It's a deep core thing that you've 
I mean, that I mean, I say you because we're talking about your example yeah. right now, but I'm not negating myself for no, experiencing any form of this. But like, it's something that you're ingrained and taught to do mm-hmm. in a sense. Like you've learned to live in a world in such a way that your own values, needs, and beliefs are subject to the people around you. Yes. And you have to conform to that constantly. And it's not something you could just be like, can you stop saying sorry? Like, <laughs> no, it's exhausting. And it's like, Ugh. right. <laughs> it's kind of like saying, can stop being depressed stop being sad stop being anxious it's like those <laughs> it doesn't happen it doesn't work it doesn't work like that the brain is more complicated no but i will yeah. say the best way to fight somebody on this like you don't need to explain yourself right you are valid your need your needs are wanted yeah. your needs are valid and you are wanted and loved right and whatever you want to do you are more than welcome to do it you have to it's almost like feeling like you need permission to do it yeah oh my goodness but it's the best way to feel like you get more confident. It's It has to do with, like, a self-trust. You have to trust yourself in yes. the decisions you're making are right. Ooh. And I think um, what you said about that affirmation, like, that is a, that's an important detail. Yeah. I mean, again, this is coming from having read books specifically about how women function, but at the same time, I know this is not one-sided. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, affirmation, affirmation lasts like a day is what I've heard. Mm-hmm. So being reminded of things that are true is a good way to put that because it can seem like, oh, I'm, I'm needy. I need someone to remind me so that I can continue to exist normally or mm-hmm. need to tell me as if to make it true. But the reality is that that reminder of what truth is I mean, why do we read the Bible? To remind us of truth. That's one of the reasons. There's plenty of other, <laughs> other reasons. reasons. But like, yes. reminding ourselves of truth is really important. And that's mm-hmm. what being in a close relationship is like. You yes. remind people of truth. Constantly. You care enough for them to remind them. So mm-hmm. that affirmation, and take. it's hard because I can Dude. imagine you start to see that affirmation is like, I'm requiring something of people and I don't want to be mm-hmm. needy or whatever it is. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, that and affirmation then, is important. <laughs> and then you start to get that affirmation from the Lord too, if you really yeah. press into it. Ooh, bring that back to Jesus. That is good. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because, mm. <laughs> yeah, in, in recent time and learning in Bible college, which is what I've been in quarterly, mm-hmm. is learning and listening to the Lord and hearing the things that he says about me and that I'm wanted and loved and cherished and precious mm-hmm. in his eyes. And um, all of my classes have basically been therapy, mm-hmm. um, specifically <laughs> one class that I was taking, how to live a Christian life. It's great. But, um, yeah, it was just listening from the Lord on who he says I am and that Mm. they don't need to be codependent the only person i really need to focus on my like really closeness and relationship and make sure that i am in line with that is the lord but it not don't be codependent with the lord obviously (laughs) but like that's the person whose values i need to be aligned with not anybody else's right because i think at the root of it codependency can turn into idolatry too because you're idolizing the people around you and i just thought of that and i was like that is good i'm gonna write that everything stems to idolatry and idolatry is a search for control. Yeah. I've totally heard that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember where. <laughs> <laughs> yep. When you idolize something, you put it as God. Humans naturally worship something. We naturally mm-hmm. put something above us because it gives us a sense of security somehow. Yep. So idolatry would be putting the wrong thing in that spot. Mm-hmm. So only God can fill that spot. And in codependency, your idolatry is straight up other people. Man. Mm-hmm. Worshipping something. Boom. Okay. Boom. You can probably hear all my typing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> click, 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 click. Why am I sorry? I'm not type. sorry. I'm taking notes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, okay. So then what other things have you learned about this then? Have you found or learned any sort of like, 
helping tools or um, is that something that you're still working on we're working on that mm-hmm. it's more of you need to have mantras and stuff like mantras. that mantras like Ooh. like mantras like how we talked about um with depression you need to have um is self-talk self-talk it which works is on episode something we did we did episode on self-talk I don't remember when, but we did. I will find it while you're continuing to talk. <laughs> but it's, it's about self-talk. Um, so it's like the one of mine that I do constantly is my grace is sufficient for you, which is yes. like in Corinthians something. <gasps> Bible verses. Um, Bible verses for sure. My grace is sufficient for you. I can do all things. Um, I was fearfully and wonderfully made. Those mm-hmm. kind of things. Um which is why it's important to read your Bible kids because then you can actually remember these things. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Remind yourself of truth. Remind yourself <laughs> of truth. truth. There's something about that in the Bible too. Something about that know. too. <laughs> yeah. Or the be still and know that I am God. Mm, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Psalm 46. Did it. <laughs> yeah, I did that one because we did it in class. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, Bible verses, mantras. Um, what was it? Um, there was one that my therapist made me do and then I forgot it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh she loves that um oh it, it, one of them was codependently codependency wise and voicing my beliefs was say say, say something once no more than twice say if somebody else. doesn't get the picture that you're trying to assert a boundary say something once more no more than twice and wow. you don't have to explain yourself oh okay Ooh. oh i had an, a thought a question and then i typed <laughs> Or it's like, is this person worthy of my explanation? Right, yeah. Would asking people to say specific things to affirm you be a part of that? Yes. I have a asking person. Asking for help. <laughs> yes, asking for help. I have someone who every time I say something codependent, she'll be like, it's codependent. Chill right. out. Right. And you've given her permission. To call it out. To your, uh, your support system. Huh? That's uh-huh. another episode off on the Which, by the way, you have permission to do so, too. Oh, oh yeah, you move <laughs> I was just trying to get over it at this point. I'm done with it. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of it. It's not healthy. Yeah, our episode uh, um, in season one, episode 13, we was about support systems. But yeah, when you've established that trust and then you learn to rely on people in healthy ways. Mm-hmm. That, like, that's interesting that, like, not a cure necessarily, but a solution or cure for codependency is establishing healthy relationships with people where you learn to rely in a safe way because... Mm-hmm. I can imagine, is there a fear of becoming the thing you hate? Yes. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> well, we can talk about that in the next kind of hash out that we have, too, where it's establishing healthy relationships. Ah! Sorry, I'm just seeing the connection. Yeah! <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so the way to help with broken and messed up tendencies is to work on growing healthy tendencies. I guess that makes sense mm-hmm. when you word it like that. It's like an antibiotic for an open wound. Sorry, that was a Barbie cow reference. <laughs> antibiotic. <laughs> Have you seen it? No. Oh, man, okay. <laughs> Blimey cow, not sponsored, but they're sick, bro. <laughs> okay. No cow. No cow. <laughs> oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> That's next episode. <laughs> Sneak peek. Yeah, okay, so... And then you said that you... I mean, you're still growing and learning on this. I'm, mm-hmm. I haven't even started, but this is something I'm working on yeah. in therapy this summer. My therapist asked me last week. She's like, "What do you want to work on this summer?" I'm like codependency. Yeah. She so goes, "Okay, we'll do it." We'll get a lot of. I mean, not that, not that you're going to therapy simply to teach, but it's you're helpful. learning a lot, mm-hmm. and you're a perfect example of somebody who is growing and learning and isn't perfect, but is growing in what God has for them. And same goes for me. I'm not discrediting myself or trying to give myself credit here, but I also don't <laughs> want to just be like, 
you need help and you're working on it like compliment and diss that's not at all it <laughs> no, no no we're working on it we're working on different things in different different times in different areas we we're both, both need help we both we're need both help. getting help we both need jesus <laughs> healing is true. required of everybody <laughs> so thank you for sharing you're welcome Any open book not really i shared a lot i learned a lot from myself while i was sharing yeah Yay, verbal processing <laughs> this is incredible so codependency to summarize and our mental leftovers is a tendency and a symptom that makes you feel like you can't have needs, beliefs, or values as your own. Mm -hmm. There's this tie-in with enmeshment and bonding, but I think the main thing that we really got at was the there's the the relationship between the controller and the uh, codependent, as well as some of the ways to help would be um, having good self-talk, reading your Bible, <laughs> standing on what you say and not saying it twice, and then asking for help. Mm -hmm. For the self-talk episode, episode 18, season 1, and then for asking for help, support systems, episode 13, season 1. There you go. So, go back and listen to our podcast. Yeah, this is good stuff. It is good stuff. Thank Indeed. you for sharing. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we will see you guys next time on the Open Headspace Podcast. Can I get a yeet for Jesus? Yeet! <laughs> <laughs>